1: So one of my favorite things to do when I'm bored is head on over to my bookie. You know my bookie that I sponsor here on the show, and check out some of these crazy prop bets they have going on. So uh, obviously on my book you can bet on any sports stuff you want. We got March Madness coming up, NBA uh, is in full swing, uh, MLB just around the corner. Uh, but on top of that, you got some other very fun stuff on here. So obviously religion. You can bet on the next Pope. Not a big expert in that field, but I did look at that the other day. I was clicking around the second ago, and uh, entertainment caught my eye. Some really interesting stuff here, guys. So if you like Game of Thrones, obviously the final season's coming up soon. We got Game of Thrones death matchups. Who will die first? So you got Arya Stark versus Sansa Stark. Arya Stark's a, uh, the favorite there. Minus 190. Sansa plus 135. Euron Greyjoy versus Theon Greyjoy. Uh, Euron is the favorite. Varys versus Braun. Uh, Varys is the favorite there. The Mountain versus the Hound. Uh, the Mountain is a is a big favorite because he's kind of already dead, right? Spoilers. Uh, Melisandre versus Davos Seaworth. Jaime Lannister versus Tyrion Lannister. Jon Snow versus Bran Stark. Cersei vs. Daenerys, Tormund versus Brienne, Brienne, excuse me, and Gilly versus Hot Pie. So that's some fun stuff on there. Uh, you got real life death matchups. Let's see, a little Regis Philbin versus Bob Barker. Uh, here's kind of a kind of a dark one here. Who will die first? This is this is dark, my bookie. You got Jerry Lee Lewis, Woody Allen, Bill Cosby, Roman Polanski, Jerry Sandusky, Harvey Weinstein, and Subway Jared. Uh, yeah, that's that one's is uh, a little bleak. Uh, but like I'm saying, there's all kinds of stuff on here that's interesting. It's not just sports. Me personally, I love to get on and look at the uh, the eSports lines. Overwatch League Season 2 is going on right now. It's been great so far. Uh, Vancouver Titans, New York Excelsior dominated the league. Uh, but they get they get lines on those matchups. They got all kinds of other eSports. Obviously, I already mentioned the mainstream sports you got on here. Um, you also got MMA, NHL. There's golf on here. I know we got, we got a lot of golf fans on the show. Boxing, tennis, soccer—you name it—it's uh, here on my bookie. So check it out. Head over to my bookie, start a new account, use our code SHARK25, uh, and you're gonna get $25 of bonus cash when you sign up. If you put in over $100 in your first deposit, you're gonna get a uh, deposit match on that. Uh, and I really—I can't encourage you guys enough. It's a fun site. I already told you some of the fun stuff you can do on there, uh, and it's a great way to bet online uh, with my bookie. It's simple um you bet you win you get paid it's that easy use our code shark 25 all right guys we got another sponsor for you on the show i've been talking about it for a few weeks now i'm talking about our friends at tix blitz the official ticket provider of the armchair media network unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges at tix blitz the price you see is the price you pay unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event concert or broadway show of your choosing so head on over to tixblitz.com enter promo code armchair that's the important part to check out receive five percent off so that's tixblitz t-i-x-b-l-i-t-z.com promo code armchair a-r-m-c-h-a-i-r tixblitz guaranteed seats guaranteed emotions all right guys let's get on to the show Welcome to Land After Dark here, weekly dispatch from the Dystopian Reality that is Ole Miss Athletics back again. It's only been about four days since we last talked. Uh, but we got a little bit to talk about. Uh Ole Miss wins at Missouri, finishes with the ten and eight SEC record in basketball, likely headed to the NCAA tournament. Uh first year under Kermit Davis. Um, definitely the big story right now. I'm Justin Sanders, I've got my co-host John Stefancic with me. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing good. We're starting to pretend to warm up, but Kermit Kermit's boys are headed to the dance. I think it's pretty much a lock at this point.
1: Yeah, it seems to be a consensus. Um, got the SEC tournament coming up this weekend. Um, they were at one time kind of in the running for that fourth seed. Get the double bye. I think South Carolina end up, ends up getting it. Pull up the bracket right here. Um, yep. They they do fall all the way with the seven seeds. They play Alabama on Thursday night. Um, who's the 10 seed, but it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, it's the first time since, what, 2002 that Ole Miss goes to the SEC tournament not having to worry about winning games to make it into the real tournament?
0: Yep. Huh. Whole generation for more or less. Yeah. When um, I mean, we were checking before, this is the first time since '02 the both State and Ole Miss will be in the tournament together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Quite the drought, so.
1: Yeah. It hasn't been the best. uh, Tennessee
0: doesn't get what seven or eight schools in. They're one of the top, I think three. I mean, they're. Well, let's look.
1: I got the uh, I got the tournament bracket up right here. I'll also we got some bracketology up as well. But obviously, Tennessee's in, Kentucky's in, LSU is in, State's in. So that's four right there. Uh, Ole Miss five, Auburn six, Florida seven, and then I think. Alabama and Arkansas are bubbly. I think South Carolina is probably out. Let me refer back to – uh, I got Joe Lenardi's here. Let's see. He's got no South Carolina. He has Alabama as the first four out. And he has Arkansas not even on the thing. But let's see. Oh, Florida is the last four buys. So – I guess, yeah, second to last in. So so he has Florida in, and he has Alabama out. So I guess that's, what, six teams in in the end here? I mean, yep. still pretty good. Pretty good. Did I miss anybody? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. six. I mean, the six definite ones are LSU, Kentucky, Tennessee. They're kind of all, t- like, two, three, four C's at worst. Uh, oh. And then- Yes. State Ole Miss and Auburn are all solidly in at this point and then I think Florida is solidly in because of their net so that's seven teams yeah
0: Florida's a bubble team we'll see uh,
1: the thing about Florida is I think they have like a 33 net so that's I think that's going to carry them it's the first year of the net I, I think they're they probably safe
0: Arkansas they are uh, they've lost their last four and they're just begging to get left I mean you're begging to get left out or be a play out at that point
1: yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, if they lose to Arkansas in the SC tournament. On uh, they play on Thursday at one p.m. That is a that's a huge game for Florida. Um, let's see, they are they got the net ratings here. They are thirty three in the net. Ole Miss is thirty four. Where is Arkansas? Is my question. Arkansas is sixty four. So probably not going to get in without winning. They'd have to win. I mean, if they beat if they beat LSU, if they beat Florida and LSU, maybe, but still probably have to win again on Saturday. I would think like over Auburn. Maybe LSU and Auburn, maybe because that means their last their last several games. They do they win the end of the regular season? I'm not sure, but they just they, beat Ole Miss.
0: And I I think that they borderline have to win the tournament in my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but still, seven teams, very respectful for the SEC. I mean, this is a league not long ago at all that basketball was an afterthought outside of Kentucky, and there's usually be, like, one other good school every year. Um, and it's it's really competitive now. And I think we, we kind of saw it coming looking back. We talked about the coaching hires that were happening over the last few years. I mean, you had got Howling coming to state, Bruce Pearl back at Auburn. Um, you got uh, Avery Johnson, Alabama. Rick Barnes obviously has turned out to be a great hire at Tennessee. Um, I mean, Will Wade, who is, we'll get to, we'll talk about Will Wade in a second, in a little hot water at the moment. But uh, obviously, he's done big things in a short time at LSU. Uh, How he did those things is uh, debatable. But I I think overall, the level of coaching uh, has been elevated in the conference the last four or five seasons. And now I think you're seeing it pay off. I mean, what, this is year. I wanna say four for Howland and he he kinda of built that roster up, but I mean they're they're solidly in the tournament. You mentioned two thousand two was the last time it's been uh not that long for them, uh, but it's been longer than it has been for old miss. I think it's been about ten years uh since um the end of like not even the end of Rick Stansbury a couple of years before the end of Rick Stansbury. Uh they're back in the tournament. Um obviously Rick Ray never went, and then uh Howland has been building up to it, so yeah, I think it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's, it's been slow and steady, but it's been coming for a while now. Um, and really, it could have been it could have been more teams. Of course, at a certain point, with all these teams playing each other, it becomes like war of attrition. And I think you see that with Georgia two and sixteen, Missouri five and thirteen, obviously Vanderbilt zero and eighteen, Texas A&M six and twelve. The bottom four seeds they kind of took it on the chin uh, from all these um, more competitive teams this season. But I mean, just for instance. Vanderbilt had a, a really a really good player uh, freshman go down early in the non conference. That's hurt them a lot. Uh, and then Georgia, they they hired Tom Crean, who was like you know a, a Big Ten coach. He's he's maybe can do something with that program. So that's another example of some elevated coaching, I guess you could say. So, and uh, obviously at Florida, Mike White. I don't know. We don't know how how good he's gonna be. But if he can make the tournament now, what? This is his second year there, third year there. Um, I
0: think it's. I want to say.
1: Yeah, so the, the, the uh, SEC is on the move, and uh, Ole Miss is in, is in a good position because you got Kermit Davis coming in first year, taking AK's roster and uh, getting them playing really well. Ten and eight in the league is a great mark, even in a even in a year when the league is not that good. Ten and eight's a pretty good mark. It's it's tough to go and win on the road, um, and so you take Kermit Davis, and that's that's looking good to recruits. Then you add on top of that the fact that it's maybe the nicest arena, not the biggest, but it's the newest for sure um and it gets a lot of respect um I don't know I don't know if you read John that a Kentucky fan wrote like a review of it when they traveled there last season uh pretty much said they thought it was the second best game day experience outside of Lexington obviously but I just gave a ton of props to it I think it's something that you can build around and then when you have a coach like Kermit that can obviously coach and do something with the talent you get I think that that's starting to form like a really good pitch so we're going to see um, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens with the transfer and the graduate, the graduate transfer market, uh, and the junior college market in this offseason. Obviously, there is room for turnover. People have said maybe you know guys like Dominic Olenicek might not be on the team next year, even though he has another year of eligibility. Um, obviously, you're gonna lose Bruce Stevens, you're gonna lose Terrence Davis. There're gonna be roster spots in addition to high schoolers that you sign. So uh, yeah, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get an idea. Um, and Kermit's first class was good He signed obvi- obviously signing Henson and Buffett was good but I, I, since then the class he has for this upcoming year of high schoolers is good um, yeah if he can recruit I think we're definitely moving in the right direction I've, I've been nothing but impressed with his, his coaching ability because um, I mean they lost some games but you can't tell me that AK wouldn't have lost those same games or more no offense he's, he's a great guy we love AK on this show but Kermit did a lot with you know what a lot of people thought was a bad roster.
0: I think Kermit proved he belonged and he's he's a legitimate coach. I mean, he, out, he out-foxed he Bruce Pearl twice this year.
1: Mm-hmm. He almost he came close to Tennessee and Kentucky. Only a
0: single game it looked like he got out-coached
1: in. Really? Yeah. The, the only game was at Alabama where they weren't even competitive in the second half. Other than that, they could have... They, they looked like they, they were in position to possibly win every other league game this year. It's um, a huge credit to him and even even LSU, where it looked like the obviously more talented team, it wasn't a blowout. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty lame if uh, if if Rick Barnes wins Coach of the Year for the second year in the in a row and not Kermit, um, just because obviously he has a, a senior laden roster with a lot more depth. And I don't know. I think it's really impressive to take over a roster that you didn't recruit and and do what Kermit's done with Old Miss team this year. Um, I'm guessing you, you watched the uh, the Missouri game, right? Yep, that was it a that was a hard fight. They could have easily given up and rolled over. They kind of have done that other times this year.
0: I mean, um, I think everybody had reason to be concerned except I sat there and said, "You know what? I've watched him screw up three straight games leading at the half, so maybe it's better to be down a little bit. Time to do something different." Yeah, and uh,
1: you know, after the game, listening to Kermit on the radio, it it, it was interesting because. Um, I think one of the reasons they were down by you know almost double digits, maybe at half. I can't remember. It was pretty bad. Uh, he had he had sat Brian and Terrence Davis for a long parts of time in the first half because he wasn't happy with what they had done early in the game. Brian wasn't uh, playing with enough energy, and Terrence Davis like was he taunted the bench or something? Uh, the Missouri bench, and apparently he was also sick a little bit. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is I respect that. I respect that he doesn't it's it's kind of the opposite of what I think Andy Kennedy would do with his team. You know, he, he he's not going to sit as best player for any reason, but especially not for, you know, a small attitude problem or something like that. I think Cameron is just very demanding. Uh, if you don't meet his standards. He's not afraid to, to sit on the bench. And I think you get results out of that. Um, at least with most of the players that he has on this roster, they've responded really well to it. Uh, they also really like playing for him. Uh, but the big story of that game, was definitely Devontae Schuler. Um he kind of said after the game that because T D and brian weren't stepping up, he felt like he had to take over. And we've seen him do this other times this year. Um and he did. I mean he played a, a great game at point guard, made some some big buckets. He actually bit through his lip uh early in the first half and and or maybe not early, but at some point in the first or early second half his tooth like went through his lip. So he had to get that fixed. Oh, that's he, he hurt his knee early in the first half. That's what I was thinking. So he had a couple of different injuries uh, played through it, had a big highlight reel dunk and off a steal uh, in the second half late that, that kind of set the tone after that, the kind of the game was much more, it'll miss his control after that big dunk. Um, And and Terrence Davis obviously had a, a huge dunk and an, and one as well that kind of set the tone late in the game. So It was good to see them, uh, you know, get punched in the mouth like that. And still, you know, I thought it was interesting because I was kind of worried as a a survivor of, you know, the 2018 Oxford Regional where the pressure just was way too much for Ole Miss and they lost Tennessee Tech twice in one day. Um, I was a little worried about making that Missouri game, uh, you know, all about the, the repercussions when you go to the tournament lose and you probably are on the bubble at best. Uh, But apparently Kermit wasn't scared of it at all. He he said he, he told him straight up, have you ever played in a game where if you win, you get to go to the NCAA tournament? And they said, you know, no, because these guys, the guys on this team, the best they ever did was, you know, win at uh, Syracuse in the NIT. That's the biggest postseason they've had. Uh, that was Terrence Davis. And so he didn't shy away from it. He directly told them what was on the line. And I, apparently they responded to it. I mean, it seems like a lot of pressure, but. They're uh, you know, they practice hard. They've been in a lot of close games, they've lost a lot of close games, they've won some close games. Uh, so I think the mindset's good right now. Let's looking ahead, I mean, what do you think about this game against obviously it's not nearly as important now than if you had lost, but they get another shot at Alabama who kind of embarrassed them in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's been shuffling as of late. Um I think the SEC tournament is kind of just for fun at this point. I don't know, they I don't know how much they how hard they're gonna try, but I think a Kermit team isn't just gonna go not give a shit at all. I think they'll probably play pretty
0: hard, but we'll see. I think Herman will challenge them to um, kind of avenge their worst performance of the year by far from a competitive I think standpoint. So,
1: I think so too. Alabama needs it. Alabama will need to win and, and probably win another game to secure their spot. Um, but I I hope that you know maybe that'll mean they'll take Ole Miss a little lightly because I know they beat him by twenty or more in Tuscaloosa. I hope Ole Miss can come out and play well, and then if you do well, that.
0: Saying, "Hey, you can knock these guys out of the tournament. Let's go have some fun with that." Yeah, hey, exactly.
1: You- yeah. And then well, if you win that game, you turn around, then you can try to motivate them again and say, "You remember when you should have beat Kentucky at home and you, and you didn't? Well, you get the, you get a chance to do it again."
0: I mean, they've been competitive against the top of the league, so
1: yeah. So I think that's that's that. that you know, if they go and they lose to Alabama, I think it's no big deal. They're safely in the tournament at this point. It's all good. But all I'm saying is there could be a chance for some fun storylines there. I'm um, kind of like before the Tennessee game. I just said you know maybe they could do something and they did. They really played Tennessee well and uh, you know had a chance up by one and missed some free throws and didn't defend. Uh, you know it happens. But, but you know you get to, you get to go again and, and hey they did what they had to do. Like I said, ten and eight in the SEC going to the tournament. It's a it's a big win. It's uh it's good for the fan base as well because I feel like the fan base really bought into Kermit, bought into basketball. The crowds were really good at the Pavilion this year. Um, and, you know, NIT would have, if there are any rational fans, the NIT still would have been a great accomplishment when you're picked last in the SEC and it's the first year with the new coach and all of that. But the fact that they, the, the, the fan base does get the NCAA tournament this year, I think is um, only good for fan support moving forward and next year and into into uh, all that, in, into the rest of Kermit Davis's tenure, I think it's definitely a great, uh, a great momentous start for him and his program. So, uh, we mentioned the different bracketologies. Uh, let's see, Lenardi has Miss well, misses a nine what? seed. Go ahead.
0: Is LSU suspending Will Wade anywhere near Tunsel missing seven games in 15?
1: You know, I don't know. I think it's possible because. The thing is, I don't know if it's just Will Wade that's been suspended. I've only read a little bit about this, but I think they might end up not being able to play a couple of players as well. Obviously, the kid that Will Wade was recorded on the wiretap, talking about the offer, I think his name's Javante Smart. I think he probably is not going to play. Um, and then there's somebody else. I was reading McCready talking about there's somebody that they said was injured that he thinks is actually being held out for that reason. So if it's Will Wade and and some players that really contribute, and I don't know enough about LSU's team uh, or the sp- specific situation to know for sure, but if it is, I think it's I think it's similar. I think maybe the biggest difference is it would be like suspending Tunsil in 14. You know, because it's not like LSU was really good last year, this is their year to yeah. to do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, but at the same time, you know, maybe if if you suspend a really good player during that that first, you, maybe you never beat Alabama, maybe you never get that momentum going. I don't know. So maybe, I mean, maybe it does. If Will Wade doesn't return to the program, um, whether it's LSU's decision or out of their hands, NCAA or FBI or whatever, uh, it's probably. I mean, it's probably even a bigger loss. But I don't know it's 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 pretty interesting storyline developing super late in the season it's you you know the ncaa didn't want to have this competition right now apparently sankey is pissed at will wade is the reporting but i'm sure he's more mad this came out at all and he has to deal with this um yeah it's pretty crazy uh right now in lenardi's bracket he has lsu as i want to say a three seed right gotta be a two seed. He has them as the two seed in the West, and Gonzaga is part of the bracket. uh yeah. Here's something. So if Ole Miss was a nine seed, uh you get to the eight seed. In this particular bracket, it's Washington. What uh, what one seed do you want? He's got Virginia, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Because that's your that's your second game if you're an eight or a nine seed. Um, I I think Virginia would be would be a good matchup compared. I don't want to play Kentucky again on the term. I don't want to play North Carolina. So I guess give me a Virginia or a Gonzaga.
0: Yep, I'm with you. I'd take Virginia. Anything can happen. I really don't care. Just give just, just go. Yeah, just
1: get in the tournament. And win the yep. first game, that'd be great. Um, and at least it, it's not going to be like, uh, if you're an eight or a nine seed, it's not going to be like the LaSalle game where you feel like you should win and get the sweet 16 as well with Marshall, you know, because at least if you lose, it's going to be to a one seed. So that's kind of, it's almost better that way. Um, than than winning a game that you feel like you should win. I mean, losing a game. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, this is just a. The, we just wanted to get all this episode, do a little celebration of Kermit, because obviously, that game happened on Saturday. Ole Miss played a baseball series this last uh, weekend, but really the the big test for the baseball team and the rest of the non conference starts tomorrow when they go on the road to Louisville. So, not a ton to update there. But I mean, what else? I mean, do you want to say anything else about Kermit? We've pretty much we've pretty much given him his props. I think I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, this weekend and then Sunday. See where they're going, and you know I think a good bit. I think the fan base will travel. I think some some fans will definitely go to wherever the, wherever the tournament is. Sean Ray, if uh if they do end up in Columbus, where Lenardi has him right now, you better be there, because he, he goes to, he works at Ohio State. So he, he, I would hope
0: I would hope. You would There's a there. there is a regional in Hartford. There you go. Yeah. Would you Would you make the trip? Depending if they. Uh, what time they play and everything. Oh, that's weak, dude. Come on.
1: It's Depending on what said. time they play. If they could get like a 7 or 10 seed and go to Jacksonville, I got family there. I don't know, maybe. Let's see what else we got. Tulsa. Uh, Austin Miller said he would go if it was in Tulsa, right?
0: A couple hours for him.
1: hmm Yeah, I'm a, I would prefer, I think Jacksonville is my best bet here. Yeah, gotta be. It's definitely the closest. It's still like ten hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just making the tournament. It's all good. does not really matter where. Um Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Let's see. Uh I'm
0: ready to go. We'll just enjoy. hopefully they win hopefully they can be win a game in the SEC tournament just to kinda
1: Yeah, that would be fun. Get some more momentum going into the postseason. Uh hell I mean win too. Beat Kentucky. I would love that. So, for reference, Jerry Palm has uh, Florida as his first four out, which is interesting. And he has Ole Miss as an eight seed in Salt Lake City.
0: Yep. Good stuff.
1: Good stuff. All right. So, what, do you want a little baseball update? Yeah. Say so the biggest thing that – well, on top of the, the interesting storyline. So, the weird thing about this baseball series was there was, like, some bad weather – uh, like Saturday, and apparently, lightning struck the press box or the stadium or something, and it broke like the digital encoder. So, they were able to record the game, but they couldn't stream it on SEC Network Plus. So, the weirdest thing like the old Mistle post the regular highlights, like apparently, the commentators watched the whole game, called it play by play, it all got recorded and edited, it just no one watched it. Um, it wasn't streamed, so it's kind of strange. I guess, I mean, thinking about it, I guess everybody still wants to get paid. So you're just like, well, we'll just go through the motion still. And it's not our fault that the streaming's broken. But so, yeah, some, let's do some games on the radio. Uh, the big story from the weekend, other than getting a sweep, um, scored a lot the first two days. Um, pretty close game in game three, almost wins it two to one. Uh, but the pitching was good, um, especially Zach Phillips. Looked uh, much better than he has any other time of the year. Um, I'm kind of questioning now if he is in fact going to start game two against Alabama. Apparently he has a new pitch. He's throwing a slider now and it was effective against UAB. I don't know. Um, UAB has some offense, but obviously it's not going to be like what he sees in the sec. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was, that was definitely the big takeaway was that Zach Phillips played well. Um, Obviously, Hoagland giving up one run is good uh, in the Sunday spot. Etheridge gave up his first earned run of the season, I believe, but it was still just one. Um, yeah, let's see. Look at the pitching stats here. Connor Green had another good weekend. His ERA is still zero. Um, I think he got out of a jam in the Sunday game that was so close. Um, Austin Miller still has a .57 ERA, very good. Will Etheridge now with a .66 ERA. Three wins. Um, yeah, not not bad. Let's see how far down is uh, Zach Phillips. Is it 521 still? But he did, like I said, pitch much better uh, on the offense. Uh, they're still doing good. I was looking at these uh, overall stats earlier. Um, in scoring nationwide, they are, let's see, number 16 with 8.5 runs per game so they're second in the sec lsu has 9.4 runs a game so that's that's not bad um they're starting the schedule i don't know how it compares with other teams have played probably not great um fairly weak schedule so far and they lost the only game against a really good opponent but like i said tomorrow they get louisville um i think that game is at three central and then uh at 11 a.m central on wednesday uh, we mentioned last last episode there's going to be streaming on ACC Network Plus. So I assume you can use the Watch the ESPN app to watch those uh, at work. Just don't tell your boss. Just be discreet about it. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, actually really looking forward to those games. They're going to be a good test. I think I, I said on Thursday, if you split, I think you feel really good. Um, losing both is a setback. And anything beyond that, I mean, would be impressive. I think they're, like a, they're a top 10 team. Obviously Dan McDonald, Always gets good teams up there. They, they play well at home, so it's 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 the next big test after ECU, which Ole Miss obviously did not do so great. Almost got no hit, but in the end, three-two game. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. I don't know who's gonna. I would presume maybe an Aczy starts again tomorrow. I'm not even sure. I haven't read any rumors, and uh maybe like a Jordan Fowler or something in the second game. I'm not exactly sure, but um, yeah, we'll see. That's it, John. That's all I got, man.
0: We'll see where it goes. Give this, give this to Zach Phillips if he's if settling. He do a little in. better, I
1: mean, they,
0: yeah. A lot of time for this pitching staff to figure it out. We know mm-hmm. they can hit, so yeah,
1: they they can hit pretty well. the The lineup right now is producing, like I said, in the in the upper echelons of scoring. Olenis oh, got that four fifty eight still. Dillard at 434. Keenan's hitting 300s. The Bouskian in 300s. Their videos, 297. Cooper, 297s. So those are all good. Those are all everyday players. Um, and, and obviously, Dillard's got the seven home runs. Keenan's got five. So there's power there as well. Obviously, still waiting on that. Oh, another storyline from the weekend that I almost forgot. Uh, Zach Graham. Or sorry, Kevin Graham. I don't know what's that. Kevin Graham, a freshman, uh, starts all three games at DH. He's a lefty. Um, slugging 636. He got his first home run in his first at bat. He's got uh, three hits, a double and a home run, and 11 at bats for a 273 batting average. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. Maybe he's going to be a, a long term option at-, at DH as Cockrell and El- Elko kind of continue to struggle. I think Cockrell started two games in right field, but he's still batting down there at 225. Um, he has three doubles, no home runs. Um, uh, for a power bat, you know that's yeah, that's meh. Um, another storyline we're watching this season—they're now thirty-three for thirty-eight on stolen bases. That's that's pretty good. That's a lot of stolen bases.
0: They're doing it.
1: They're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I can ch- check those games out. Uh, coming up Tuesday and Wednesday at Louisville, and then open the uh, SEC season, Alabama and Oxford on Friday. So hopefully they'll have the uh streaming equipment fixed by then surely right and uh watch those games on sec network plus um yeah we need to i need to watch some more softball. I was at the gym before this old miss was coming on the sec network playing arkansas and i caught a couple minutes of it but i know nothing about our team this year i was realizing but um i think they have a decent record it seems so maybe there. maybe that'll be something to watch later on uh that's really only if the baseball team is trash right that's when you start watching softball and trying to find some other uh it's another outlet Yeah Yeah that's about it I mean
0: spring football Arkansas. happened What They run ruled Arkansas on TV the other day
1: Yeah I saw that it was like 12-0 or something So there's, there you go that's something um, They're playing Arkansas again right now like, Those series run like Saturday, Sunday, Monday which is kind of
0: interesting Yeah um, But yeah. yeah I don't know John That's it Congrats to Kermit. We'll see what happens here.
1: Yeah. Um. Congrats to Kermit. Watch the SEC tournament. Uh. Watch baseball at Louisville and then Selection Sunday, and then we'll be back and talk about uh, Ole Mrs. draw, I presume, and uh, get get hype for the first true NCAA appearance since Marshall Henderson and Murphy Holloway and Reggie Buckner won the SEC tournament to uh, get up against Wisconsin and beat them. Um, obviously they went again with Moody and played in the playing game but it doesn't feel quite the same I mean it was an exciting game in Dayton but still the playing game is kind of not the real tournament you know so this is this is yeah. exciting there's going to be a lot of hype for sure and I, it also like you know when you're in the tournament you, everybody wants to fill out brackets it's going to be a lot more just general interest in the NCAA tournament among Ole Miss fans it is one of the great uh, unpaid sporting events in, uh, in the country so that'll be fun looking forward to that um yeah that's about it guys obviously if you like the show you can give us a review on itunes it's a little short episode for you tonight but we felt like we had to uh you know just give a little basketball wrap up they, they did what we asked for on thursday they got the one win they needed so that's all that's all we needed that's all i needed from you kermit thank you uh thanks to the players brian terrence Devonte, getting it done everybody else um follow us on twitter uh email us landsharksafterdark at gmail.com our website landsharksafterdark.com uh check out armchairallamericans.com obviously our sponsors my bookie and tick splits use our codes all that stuff you can get them at the top of the show in the ad uh yeah but that's it for now uh john thank you my friend um looking forward to this tournament looking forward to uh having a, a competent basketball coach enjoying that Uh, But for now, for John, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys.